The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. And we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. The numbers, if you want to uh, ask us a question or just have a good old-fashioned comment, uh, phone number is 877-670-7117. Or you can do what most people do, which is send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes the battle? Uh, another, another lovely Saturday making radio. Right. It's uh, as our producer Tim Underwood uh, said before we started the show. The days are getting longer, so for mm-hmm. me, that's that's good. Uh, month of December is rough for me when the days are are really short. Uh, I think I need to. We need to have an office closer to the equator, so the days are longer, more consistently. So I, I think I'll take that upon myself to open a, an office in the in the somewhere probably Hawaii, maybe. Sounds maybe. good to me. All right. Uh, as always, we'll go through the week that was in the capital markets, um, and then we can give some commentary on that. Um, I guess for all of you that believe in rainbows and butterflies, you're excited about what's happening in 2023. Josh and I did an e-newsletter that we sent to our clients on Friday, and we talked about, look, uh, we like our accounts going up and our clients' accounts going up as much as they do over the last month and a half, but... Uh, we don't, we're not buying this rally. All bear markets have very sharp, fierce rallies, and we believe that's what this is. But of course, we could have already seen the market lows and, and they could be behind us and this could be the beginning of a new bull market. But if you believe that, I have a bridge for sale. Uh, U.S. stocks as measured by the S&P 500. We're up 2.5% last week in 2023. They're having a banner year. We could just close the year right now and call it good. We'd have a, a good year. Uh, international developed markets continue their up performance. They they have now three and a half percent, or uh, or sorry, uh, three and a half months of outperformance over the S and P. And it's funny in that short three and a half months, their longer term numbers have caught up with the S and P. Three year number on on, on uh, international develop has caught the S and P. So it's it's quite interesting to see uh, diversification is actually working over the last three and a half months. Uh, emerging markets were also up 3%, so outperformance there. The big outperformance last week came from small caps. Small caps were up 5%, a little over 5% last week. Uh, so um, diversification is certainly working, but, uh, you know, everything was working last week. So because bonds were working, commodities working, stocks, risk on trade was back. because Com- Companies on the verge of imminent bankruptcy are ripping 40%, 50% higher over the course of a few days. And so to Josh and I, it's like, okay, well, apparently the market doesn't believe what the Federal Reserve is saying. And, and in our world, we sort of have to believe the words the Federal Reserve is saying. Um, but, you know, they also said that this inflation that we've been seeing was going to be transitory, and we know how that turned Maybe out. Maybe the little inklings of uh, disagreement emerging from the Fed over the past couple of weeks, too. It seems like you've got finally some more dovish uh, participants on that federal open market. Committee. I feel like the Fed should be mo- run more like the mafia. Where if there's disagreement, you know, you end up at the bottom of the East River. I'd be I, if I was running the Fed, I'd be more like Tony Soprano. Well, their messaging, like their messaging has been so consistent across every every Fed governor over the last six months, and this is really the, maybe the first uh, little evidence of dissension that you've seen. Well, and that's why that's, the markets rip. But yeah. so you, so the bond market, the aggregate bond index, uh, was up three quarters of a percent last week. It was up, it's up 3% year to date, which is crazy. Uh, it had its worst year ever last year. The yield on a one year treasury bond right now is 4.7%. Crazy to think about the yield on a 10 year is only three and a half percent. So we're seeing huge inversion of the yield curve. Short bonds are yielding so much longer than long bonds. 
it's it's crazy to see how inverted it is. And historically, an inverted yield curve that's inverted that much has always meant recession. So we shall see. Uh, gold was up one percent, nineteen twenty-three an ounce, and oil was three and a half percent higher at eighty bucks a barrel. So the big economic news last week was the December inflation report. Year-over-year inflation in the U.S. rose 6.5% in the month of December, which was in line with expectations. Um, And, of course, the inflation rate is moving in the right direction. It is moving lower month-to-month. But if you look at the December number, most of that move lower was because the price of energy and or oil, gasoline, all went materially lower. We know that, you know, three, four, five months ago, we were paying a lot more for gas than we are now. And that was a big part of the inflation number uh, moving lower. And, you know, Josh and I were talking about last week, we, you know, eventually we'll get to the summer driving season. And as, as Josh mentioned, China opening back up, that's going to have an impact on, on gasoline prices, which is a big part of the inflation number. So here's the deal. You know, the reality of the market thinking because the inflation data is moving in the right direction, markets are now thinking that the Fed is going to be able to pause and maybe potentially cut rates sometime in 2023. Uh, The Fed is, you know, 6.5% is a long ways away from 2% inflation. And so the the evidence that, to me, if I was on the Fed, the the evidence to me that I would have to keep raising rates, probably 50 basis points at the next meeting, is when the market anticipates a pause, risk assets rally and people's behavior goes back to the way it was in 2021, which guess what? All of that is extremely inflationary. So if they are to pause, all of the things that created inflation will come back and then they'll have to double down like so many feds have in the past. And Jay Powell, the chairman of the fed has mentioned that a bunch of times and more and more recently saying, look, the last time the fed paused before inflation was actually dealt with, it came back. And I think the reality is, and we're seeing it in real time, that the behaviors that cause inflation are going to come back if the Fed signals are going to pause. There's no way around it. All these doofuses, talking heads, all that stuff, it, it, to me, it, it, the, it's, it's a mute point. Try, you know, when you think about 21 months where inflation is going up faster than wages, that means the most Americans' standard of living is de- has declined for 21 straight months. The Fed has to deal with that because if they don't, long term, it's very painful for the well, economy. Well, the nuance, services inflation, obviously being really sticky, worst in 40 years. Shelter also not rolling over maybe to the gr- degree that was anticipated. Uh, so that's rents. But uh, there's – and, you know, the other figure we got this week was, of course, consumer confidence is uh, proving to be pretty resilient as well. Uh, which is also not an indicator that you necessarily want to see, or at least the Fed wants to see. So something's ultimately got to give. Uh, the time horizon is ulti- only really the, old, the open question for me. I think it maybe the market's expectation of an early 2023 recession is too early, and maybe the back half is where the real weakness, weakness lies in earnings. Yeah, but I mean, so, well, so it, the idea that, I mean, ultimately the Fed, you know, when you look at, periods where inflation was running hotter than expectations or hotter than normal by quite a bit. The only solution to the, this problem was a recession. Like there's no, been no time in our country's history that I know of when I've studied this. And I'm reading a book called Trillion Dollar Triage, which goes back through the history of the Fed that started in 1913. Literally, when you had way above average inflation, the only thing that has ever tamed it and made it go away is a recession. And so why would it be different this time? The doofuses on CNBC and Bloomberg and all these places, for some reason, think the, the Fed can m- maneuver around that. And it's just impossible. When you think about all of the, the money sloshing around in the system out there, um, if the Fed pauses their rate hikes, that money is going to go back to being inflationary. Uh, and then they're going to have to be more aggressive and cause a worse recession. And I think in his heart of hearts and the rest of the governors know this, Jay Powell knows that. And as painful as it's going to be to have a recession and cause unemployment, remember, people, creative destruction is really important in a capitalistic free market economy. And that's what we supposedly have. And if you let zombie companies (laughs) like the one here in Bend exist, 
where they're worth four or five billion dollars and they're you know the greatest businesses in america most of them started I, I just in a recession think that the messaging ultimately evolves to a higher average inflation target <laughs> that's the direction that we're going feel caps feel caps all right if you'd like to be part of the show call us 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we talk when we come back we're going to talk about interest rate cycles and how they are much longer than most people think they are. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Tune in to KBND every other Monday for experts on the 20s at 6.20 and 8.20 a.m. Business tips on tax, assurance, retirement planning, and more. Kernet Stokes & Bend has been serving Oregon businesses for more than 75 years. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with Cook's Kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs, hand-picked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey. Because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at thomason.com. As we start a new year, health and wellness are top priorities for many older adults. Here at Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we invite you to join us for a free webinar on that topic on Thursday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It'll be hosted by Dr. Rob Winningham, a neuroscientist and aging expert. He'll discuss healthy brain practices for the new year to promote wellness in mind, body, and spirit. Sign up for the free webinar today by visiting PrestigeCanHelp.com. That's PrestigeCanHelp.com. KBND, Deschutes, Crook, and Jefferson News every morning. Only on FM News 100 and 1110 KBND. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, 
One of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your asset allocation, your portfolio, your estate plan, whatever is on your mind, we can uh, tackle it in one of these appointments. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can uh, go to our website and send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. Um, So Josh and I have talked uh, incessantly uh, to our clients and to you on this radio show about if the funny thing is about investing is if you can get average returns for an above average period of time, you will be a wildly successful investor. And in the rest of your life, think about how little that's true, right? Like being average is not something uh, most of us want to be. The reality is most of us are, but you know, Nobody thinks they are. If you ask everybody on the street, Everyone if they're does. if they're if they're a good driver, <laughs> they of course think they're above average. But statistically, that's impossible. Um, and so, good investing is not necessarily about making good decisions. It's about consistently not screwing up, which and is not so making, great, and not making bad decisions, especially at the latter stages of the accumulation phase uh, in your life when you're saving for retirement and you're reaching to try to grasp, get those, you know, that fear of missing out starts to percolate and you reach down the risk curve a little bit too far and you interrupt that compounding process and you literally don't have enough of your life left to make it up. But, but to me, what's so great about investing is that to be a good investor, you don't even have to be making a lot of good decisions. It's more about don't screw up. Uh, you know, there's a million ways to get wealthy. And of course, there's a lot of books written about how to get wealthy. Uh, but there's only one way to stay wealthy, and that's some combination of frugality and paranoia. Uh, and I, you know, in my world, when I think about it, it's sort of a topic that doesn't get discussed enough, right? There's like so much focus on doing and be how you're a good investor and how you get wealthy. But the reality is, is it to be a top decile investor globally, it just requires picking low cost index funds and consistently investing in them. And that's it. That's, that's it. And, it's, it's like, well, how and, could that be and, true? But it's the truth. And not making behavioral mistakes. Yeah. And, which, and of course the behavioral mistakes are what kill and people. The, the dilemma of course, is the more you accumulate, the stronger the incentive to make the behavioral mistake. And, right. Because uh, 10% of 3 million is 300,000 yeah. and that's what gets people those, derailed. Those absolute values start to be huge, huge numbers. And it really starts to mess with your psychology and it's even, it's increasingly difficult to do. And that's why in a lot of cases, that's why people hire us. But it's what's funny, and that, that was going to be my point, is that you know most financial advisors, and I say most, like 95% of our peers, don't tell the truth about how to be a successful investor. And people would say, well, if that's true, if everybody, the, all I need to do is invest in low-cost, in high-quality index funds, and just consistently invest in them and stay the course when, when the markets get volatile, that's all it takes. Why do I need you? And the truth is, if you can do that, you don't. And none of our peers will say that out loud, but it's the truth. And for some reason, the financial advice business is scared of telling the truth. There's some of us out there, um, but you know, most of them are scared of telling the truth because they don't think then they will be adding value. If you have an advisor that is picking investments, whether it's, whether it's mutual funds, actively managed mutual funds or individual stocks on the, under the auspices that they're going to beat the market for you, you're crazy. And so are they like just, if that's the truth, just buy the S&P, you'll have lower risk and much better returns over time and much more tax efficiency. Okay, let's talk about interest rates. So we know that in ni- the fall of 1981, interest rates peaked, right? So we went through a period post-World War uh, II where you know, we had lots of crazy stuff happening, but you know, it started with the 50s boom and that consumerism. I mean, it and- was not too dissimilar to the pandemic in that you had a lot of supply-related inflation that emerged. Right, but so we had a period uh, after World War II when, when interest rates uh, came down for a long, long time, essentially to the late 60s, early 70s, where we saw uh, interest rates start to go higher. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Back that up. Interest rates went higher from the after, from 46 yeah, to 81. After and World you had a, War II, 35-year runway on rates, and and so they peaked in 19 fall of 1981, and then we know that that what they've done since the interest rates went from you know high teens, almost 20 percent. Prime was over 20, down to to 
to zero, essentially. And so we just had the greatest bull market in the bond market's history where you could essentially the long bond, the long treasury, did almost as well as the S&P 500 over that period of time with obviously a fraction of the volatility. Um, and so we believe that interest rates bottom here 18 months ago or so, uh, and now we are in for structurally higher interest rates for a very long time. And when I say we say very long time, we don't think just the next three years, five years, 10 years. We think like I'm 46, almost 47 years old. The rest of my career, interest rates are going to be going higher. That doesn't mean they're going to be going higher in a straight line. Well, since the founding of this country, you haven't had a cycle that was shorter than at least two and a half decades. And that's kind of the point is that it happens over it. It, it captures an entire investment career or two invest. You know, you maybe get two cycles and there's these big, massive inflection points. And there can definitely I mean, there's fits and starts, but. Uh, and, you know, there's a range that it trades within, but the structural trend is higher for longer. And that seems to be apparent to us. And so, you know, what does it mean, for, especially for your money? Well, first of all, there's all these people, whether it's a mortgage person or realtor or all these people even in the investment business that, you know, haven't, you know, all they've experienced in their whole career was essentially declining interest rates. But some of you out there remember increasing interest rates. They, some of you remember paying 18% on a mortgage and what that does to the real estate market. So if we start to go in that direction, you know, the, one of the best performing asset classes over the last 20 years is real estate investment trusts, REITs, and, and commercial real estate. Well, of course, because interest rates were declining precipitously over that time. But if it goes the other way, do you think that's going to be the best well, performing it, asset class? It's important, to, it's important to recognize that the more leverage that is introduced into a specific asset class, the more interest rate sensitive it is, and obviously the more duration it has. Real estate having a long duration associated with it, uh, the more interest rate sensitivity there is. And the point I think also here is like a higher risk-free rate, higher expected returns over time. Stocks have what's called an equity risk premium, meaning you know you get compensated for the volatility over a fixed income instrument. And so higher rates ultimately for stocks means better expected returns going into the future. That's not necessarily true for what's driven the majority of stock performance over the last couple decades, which has been growth names that where people are on really, multiple expansion. Yeah, and, and valuation expansion. Uh, net lower expected returns in the future for those simply because of the starting point on the valuation side. But uh, as it relates to the rest of the market and maybe the companies that, you know, our older listeners have known their whole lives that have been left for dead for 20 plus years, uh, those are the types of things that do well with that structurally higher environment. Yeah, so the important thing to know is to own high quality, shorter duration assets, you know, you know, boring businesses on the stock side of your portfolio in an index value, essentially. And then on the bond side of your portfolio, we still believe you still need to stay short and really high quality. At some point, you'll be able to take some duration and credit risk. But these people out there that are talking about taking credit and duration risk, the, the math doesn't make sense to Josh. And if I can, if I can get 4.7% on a one-year treasury, why am I going to take 10-year treasury risk or duration risk and interest rate risk? So it's going to change how people think about investing, but it's going to be over a period of time. And you want to be on the forefront of that. And it's going to go back to the old boring ways, thankfully for me, because I'm, even though I'm 47, I act like I'm 87. All right. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the markets and especially how it's affecting our clients' money. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some phone calls and emails. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in their landmark 15th season in Central Oregon, brought to you by Mission Building. 
The next concert in the HDCM concert series features resident group and crowd favorites, the Crown City String Quartet. They're regularly featured in a number of concert series in Southern California and around the Pacific Northwest. Don't miss their annual appearance in Bend this season. This concert is brought to you by the Pine Tavern Restaurant and takes place on Saturday, January 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Details and tickets at highdesertchambermusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Attention mattress shoppers. At Rife's Mattress Express, huge shipments of mattresses have just arrived and our warehouse is overflowing. Shop our huge selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Save up to 50% on all Stearns & Foster closeouts or get a Sealy Queen Plus Eurotop for only $4.99. We've got to make room in our warehouse, so why wait when we've got the goods? The January mattress clearance through Monday at Rife's Mattress Express across from Kendall Ford. Great things happen with extraordinary sleep. We can do more, go further, be better. Tempur-Pedic is the most highly recommended mattress in America, which is why Rife's Mattress Express keeps them in stock so you can find the perfect mattress. Shop Rife's Mattress Express today and get a $300 gift with your purchase and zero interest for 60 months. Get your best sleep with a new Tempur-Pedic mattress from Rife's Mattress Express, now open in Bend. The 11th Annual Jazz at the Oxford Concert Series continues. Join us at the Oxford Hotel in Bend with an impressive lineup of concerts through March. Carmen Lundy performs January 13th and 14th, plus she'll host a free music education workshop on the 14th from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Carmen Lundy is an internationally acclaimed Grammy Award-winning vocalist and composer. For info and tickets, visit jazzattheoxford.com. Jazzattheoxford.com. Presented by Subaru of Bend and produced by Patrick Lamb Productions. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. As we start a new year, health and wellness are top priorities for many older adults. Here at Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we invite you to join us for a free webinar on that topic on Thursday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It'll be hosted by Dr. Rob Winningham, a neuroscientist and aging expert. He'll discuss healthy brain practices for the new year to promote wellness in mind, body, and spirit. Sign up for the free webinar today by visiting PrestigeCanHelp.com. That's PrestigeCanHelp.com. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. The snow is stacking up on Mount Bachelor, which is good to see. My my hope this year is that uh, Prineville Reservoir fills back up or fills back up enough so that you can get your boat to the boat ramp and in the water, that they actually allow motorized boats. Uh, I saw all the snow that was falling in Northern California is filling up. The, a Shasta Reservoir in two days went up 30 feet. When you think about how big that reservoir is, 30 feet 
in that much volume is a serious amount of water. So didn't you tell me Mammoth Mountain had to close because they got too much snow? Yeah, they already surpassed last season's full total. I so. remember skiing when I was and in, more coming. in uh, high school when I was ski racing, and we were in we were at Tahoe for a, uh, like a U.S. Nationals or something, and uh, – What's what's the what's the place they had the Olympics uh, squall? Squall, yeah. That we were, they had they had to cancel the ra- a bunch of the races because they had too much snow, and uh, there was a chairlift like an old chairlift that didn't go that high off the ground, and the snow was higher than when you were riding the chairlift. The snow was above you. It was the coolest thing. Four, Fourteen feet in thirteen days at Mammoth. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right. Uh, we are going to tackle some emails, but we're going to tackle a phone call first. You know, my financial advisor insists that my portfolio is invested conservatively, but everything in my account was lower in 2022, including all of my bond holdings. How can I be conservatively invested in everything being lower? All right, thanks for that question. Uh, he called us at uh, 877-670-7117 if you also want to ask a question. Mr. Finelli, what say you about if he does have a conservatively invested portfolio, how in the heck was everything in his portfolio down? Well, one of the weird things that no one's really lived through uh, as far as it relates to last year is the more purportedly conservative you were, uh, perhaps the more you suffered. Um and what I mean by that is the aggregate bond index last year, uh, you know, at one point in the middle of November was down 20%. I think it finished the year down about 13. But uh, if your advisor had been indexing in fixed income or you'd owned some lower quality credit, uh, which, you know, the argument has been uh, from a lot of people in our industry that uh, that's the solution to hedge against rising rates. Uh, if you weren't in exactly the right spot and there was only one real place to be, which is just very short duration and fixed income, which, uh, well, I think floating rate was positive too. Yeah. You just had to be so short to make it work and everything else got absolutely destroyed. And so last year was so unique in that conservative investors suffered just as badly as, uh, people that had owned a significantly higher exposure to stocks within their portfolios. And, uh, that it's a really rough dynamic because you're also not going to make it up on the other side. And that's the, that's sort of the problem. And so, you know, from that standpoint going forward, it still really only makes sense to own short duration fixed income. Uh, you know, you've seen a pretty strong performance out of the aggregate bond index so far year to date. And, uh, to us, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, you still buy a uh, longer, longer duration, fixed income assets with negative real returns in a lot of instances. And uh, so the upside to you, you know, conceptually, you have to be able to make that make that trade off and understand that uh, permanent loss you want to obviously avoid. But volatility is going to be the price you pay for uh, real returns going forward. And, uh, you know, if your advisor was sort of asleep at the wheel, uh, you know, last year was definitely a year where you really suffered as a result. Well, caller, here's the truth, and this doesn't make me any friends and the financial advisor, my Peter, my peers here, but I don't really care about that. Um, the truth is, most financial advisors are just salespeople. They don't know what they're doing. They're not actually managing your money, and if they do, they just sort of take this off-the-shelf asset allocation approach, uh, where that off-the-shelf approach is interest rate agnostic, meaning they don't take into account the interest rate environment and the effect that could potentially have on bonds. And so for their whole career, and anybody that's in the business now, their whole career interest rates essentially have been going lower. So taking duration risk worked. The more duration you had, the better. Because uh, you know interest rates were going lower and with rates going lower, the longer the duration, the more it went up. And so uh, their whole career, they just took this off-the-shelf asset allocation in, in the fixed income part of the portfolio. Most of the duration was seven to ten years in duration uh, for the bonds that they owned. Well, and that was the, uh, and, the and ag was there too. It was at seven years. Right, but even in an asset allocation where they had so much in short, so much in intermediate, and so much in long, the average of the portfolio would end up being somewhere in the seven to ten year 
period in duration for the bonds. And uh, that part of the bond market got obliterated last year. I mean, really bad for the part of your portfolio that's supposed to be uh, ballast or protect you on the downside. So because so many financial advisors and asset allocators are interest rate agnostic, meaning they don't take into account, to us, it was like the easiest thing to see in, in the history of investing is like, if interest rates are at zero, they can't go any lower. So where's the next move in interest rates? Higher. And so if you have long duration bonds or intermediate term duration bonds or anything that's really over a year, you're gonna, those bonds are going to go down in value. Just simple, simple math. Uh, and so why put your money in, in the way of that? And so, uh, you know, the answer caller is your advisor doesn't know what he or she is doing. <laughs> uh, and it's time to get a new financial advisor. All right, let's tackle an email question. Uh, this is from Joan R. in Bend. Uh, Joan says, I'm 63 and semi-retired. I have no debt. I have $2 million in a 401k and about 60000 in other savings and a half million dollars in real estate. I hired a fiduciary financial advisor. My first, about, my first advisor about five months ago. Uh, prior to that, I managed my, invest my investments passively. I defined my desired risk level to the advisor as low. I'd like uh, to... I'd like to avoid major market corrections such as 2008. Uh, his advice was to invest 50% in ETFs that they actively manage and the other 50% in an indexed annuity. As of this morning, the ETFs account was down 19%. I did not invest in the annuity. I have never been a big fan of annuities, but my advisor insists this is a good low-risk investment vehicle. Is the variable annuity a good option for me? I don't like tying up 50% of my retirement savings. Uh, no, the answer is no. Of yeah. course not. I mean, so you have so you have two million. You have two hundred two million dollars. You don't have any debt. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're. You know, sounds like you're pretty frugal. Doesn't sound like you're spending a lot of money. Um, the good news is for you, Joan, is that you know if we were talking about this two years ago, uh, to be really extremely safe and have a conservative portfolio, you know yields were essentially zero, so you would have gotten you wouldn't have had a lot of options. But uh, you can build a portfolio that is mostly short duration treasuries and get a relatively good yield. Uh, and if you're buying individual treasury bonds and you let's say you're buying one year treasuries at 4.7%, the interest on those treasuries, you don't pay taxes at the state level, which makes them even more attractive. Uh, and so you could put 60 or 70% of your money in there. And then the, the you know, 30 or 40% of the rest of your money in a high quality basket of index funds where you have large cap US, you know, mid cap, small cap, some international, where you build an asset allocation that way, that is going to be lower risk, but you're going to control it. You're not going to lose liquidity. I mean, an indexed annuity is not the answer in your case. Uh, it's weird that the advisor went from you owning passive investments to then take it all the way to an indexed annuity uh, is just mind boggling. Well, they're too. probably getting pitched some like buffered, buffered version, right? Where they cap your downside. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense that you're going to be tying money. I mean, at our firm, we value liquidity above almost anything else, and so uh, we think everybody else should too. Losing liquidity, uh, Joan, for somebody like you, just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so you can build, Joan, a portfolio now, that, which is one that you're after, where you can really minimize your volatility, and it doesn't include an annuity. So I, chances are this advisor is not actually a fiduciary if they're recommending an indexed annuity. I guess they could buy, um, sell them a fee-based one, but uh, just doesn't make sense. I would say, Joan, the advisor, one of the most important things we do is like try to listen to what you're saying and what's important to you. And it doesn't, it sounded like this advisor probably has the, you know, this is the, he probably tries to put you in that peg no matter what happens and just doesn't sound like it's appropriate for you. All right. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement view, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office to get that scheduled. 800 743 0988. When we come back, we're going to talk about the last proprietary mutual funds. Stick around. Get your free one hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Learning Express Toys wants to keep the kid and each of us happy. They want it to be easy and fun to make your kid's birthday party the best. Check out Learning Express Toys' website and explore their birthday box registry. Kids can make their own wish list of favorite toys, and then you can share the birthday box registry with family and friends. That's Learning Express Toys. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory Stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash romance. That's silversingles.com slash romance. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. Guys, are you getting up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? As we get older, so do our prostates, and that can mean urinary problems that affect our sleep and quality of life. Life is better outside the bathroom. Real Health's Prostate Complete can help you relieve those annoying and painful prostate symptoms. Available at Walmart or visit realhealth.com for more information and to order yours today. Try it risk-free with our 120-day money-back guarantee. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. He's Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do one of those in the middle and end of every month. We, we did one on Friday where we talked about uh, the interest rate environment and what we're looking at for 2023, especially as it relates to our clients' money. So if you want to get added to that list, we'll just send you that email uh, twice a month in the middle and end of every month. Go to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Dot com. So equity markets, stock markets are very bad at correctly pricing a uh, 40% revenue growth or, or decline. Uh, outside of substantial changes in profitability, they're usually more efficiently pricing 2 to 10 month revenue, 2, two to 10% revenue growth. So when you think about businesses, uh, and the reason I bring it up is, is we've just gone through this period where we saw there were lots of businesses that had... 40% or more revenue growth. Unfortunately, they were also losing an insane amount of money. So they had a ton of revenue growth, but their their costs were going up faster than their revenue was, and so their losses were accelerating. Um, but people didn't care. They were bidding those stocks up 
because they said, well, look at this growth. If this growth grows into perpetuity, eventually they'll grow into this valuation and those stock prices just went higher and higher and higher. But when you think about companies that grow revenue by somewhere between 2 and 10%, but they do it in a much more predictable manner, and that 2 and 10% revenue growth also is combined with profitability, free cash flow, actual real free cash flow, tell me which business you'd rather own, one that trades at a 14 or 15 times multiple that has 3% predictable revenue growth and a dividend and a good balance sheet or a business that grows by 50% per year revenue growth, but they're growing costs by 60% a year and their stock trades at a hundred times sales. Which business would you rather own? If you could buy the whole business, right? The whole business, which one would you rather own? And to me, it's easy. The two, the 3% grower that's predictable with a good balance sheet. Uh, but for a long, long time in a low interest rate environment, People wanted the, the first one, the one that was growing at 60%. And the people that were buying these stocks don't understand the basic math of what I just talked to you about. If I explained to them, they would say that I was crazy, what I said didn't matter, uh, and that this time it was different. And we'll see how it works out for them. Well, and importantly, going forward, uh, when you look at history, these companies, some of them may actually generate prolific earnings, but they still won't necessarily justify the valuation multiple that was given to them and the history is, has a lot of examples of this the the wake of the sort of 1970s that run up in the 1960s but uh coca-cola mcdonald's a litany of very successful now stalwarts of the s p 500 grew earnings at 20 percent compounded for a decade and still didn't reach their prior highs and so I think the lesson going forward for a lot of people that are trying to catch those falling knives is uh, don't associate the percentage decline with uh, as a representation of value Price because matters. it's definitely not valuations are you know it's it's like gravity you cannot fight uh, higher rates and when the discount rate is significantly higher than it was uh, 15 months ago you know you should be paying less for a given unit of earnings and. Uh, still, when you look at, especially this last week with the run-up in some of these names, uh, you know, people don't, I think, aren't informed by reality. Price matters. The price you pay for something matters as it relates to expected return. Don't invest in the present. Imagine the investment world 24 months from now uh, and then invest based on that. Most forecasts, current forecasts, are over-reliant on current realities. Okay. Let's talk about the last bastion or <laughs> the last firm that has proprietary mutual funds. And Josh, what company would that be? Well, you find them on uh, every street corner in Main Street America. <laughs> and uh, the green and white logo, our friends over at Edward Jones are uh, one of the few active managers with uh, growing their mutual fund base. And as the rest of the industry makes this giant shift to... Hold, hold on, my friend. What's a proprietary mutual fund? Well, a proprietary <laughs> mutual fund is uh, a mutual fund that can only be held at a specific custodian. Uh, so, you know, our custodians, LPL, uh, if there were, which they would never permit a proprietary mutual fund to exist, but the point would be that the assets are unbelievably sticky and that they can't leave. They can't be held at another account. Couldn't move a proprietary mutual fund to another custodian, say a Schwab or a Vanguard or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or whatever, wherever you wanted to move it, it would have to be liquidated before you sold it. So it becomes extremely sticky once it's in a taxable account because that person, if they're going to move, has to realize capital gains. Uh, and, you know, for most people, that's pretty much a prohibitive move. And so they're sort of precluded from moving based on what's actually held in their account, which uh, quite frankly, shouldn't be allowed. Well, first of all, never say never. So let me back up. So a proprietary mutual fund is a mutual fund that is built by the company who sells it. So in this case, Edward Jones has a mutual fund shop called Bridge Builder. They have the Bridge Builder group of funds, and they're sub-advised by other companies. But they are the ones that built the funds. They hire the sub-advisors. And uh, so they're, they're proprietary to Edward Jones. Nobody else, like Josh said, can can own them. And so it becomes a problem because, well, first, like Josh said, there's no transportability of them. But let's break down, and this is from the Edward Jones website, uh, the cost of these things. So uh, Edward Jones, and, and most of these bridge builder funds are owned in 
uh, fee-based accounts at Edward Jones. So the average fee an investor is paying at Edward Jones to be in their managed account platform, their fee-based platform, is between 1.35 and 1.5%. Uh, so that's just the, the base you know, fee that Edward Jones is charging, plus nine basis points uh, for an administrative as part of the advisory solution programs. And then the mutual funds themselves are, are charging between 60 and 70 basis points. So by my math, the, on the low end, you're going to be paying just over 2%. And on the high end, you're going to be paying close to 2.5% to own an actively managed mutual fund on a fee-based platform. So therein lies the problem. When you can now go buy an index fund that is free, 2.5% sounds like a lot, especially when you compare it to I just look at it as you're down 2.5% on January 1st. You have to make 2.5% to get to zero uh, before you make any money. And we know the data on actively managed mutual funds versus the index. And so uh, it just you're behind the eight ball there. And then like Josh said, if you let's say you put in 2015 when this thing started $100,000 in, and let's say that now is 250000 because even my dog could have made that much money in this last – you know, 12, seven years. Um, and it's, and it's in a taxable account. You're stuck there because it, the only way that you can move that money to a different custodian, a Schwab to do it yourself or another financial advisor is to sell all of those funds because no other firm can hold those funds. Uh, and like Josh said, it just literally shouldn't be allowed because now you're stuck at Edward Jones and Edward Jones knows that. And so they've created this rat trap that nobody can get out of in a taxable investment. Account. And they have this huge incentive to do the wrong thing for you, which seems to be just this complete misalignment of interest that you as the end consumer should avoid uh, Ab absolutely try to avoid you know and so like the sec is supposed to be out there protecting the small investor them allowing this doesn't seem like they're doing their job as it really just protecting the small it's investor. like going backwards in history to seek up this kind of stuff proliferate yeah all right uh if you would like to be part of the program you have a question or comment call us 877-670-7117 when we come back we're going to talk about small cap value stocks stick around Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.